hello. There are plenty of people trying to create businesses that make use of Bitcoin SV's speed, micropayments, and low transaction fees. And there are lots of ambitious business models being dreamed up. But not so many are already working and have made money from the word go. Today, I'm looking forward to hearing about one that has. It's called Genuine Retweets, and I'd like to welcome its founder, Nick Numas. Hi, Nick. Hello, Charles. Thank you very much for having me. You're listening to CoinGeek Conversations with Charles Miller. Well, let's start by trying to understand how Genuine Retweets works as a business. And what what you're doing, as I understand it, is putting together people who want more exposure for their tweets with people who are prepared to retweet and like and so on if they're paid for it. Is Is that the basic idea? It's the basic idea, Charles. It's more to um, try and connect the right people to the right businesses. So the people that want to share your stuff, share your stuff. And um, they don't have to actually, the, the promoters don't actually have to do it. They are just privy to it and they have a choice whether they share it or not. Right, exactly. So it's 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 kind of an interesting kind of halfway house because there's a, a bit of judgment involved on all sides, isn't there? Because you have to pick who is going to be allowed to take part in terms of promoting. And also, presumably, you have to pick what um, you accept for being promoted. Yes, we do. Yeah, we have, um, we've got a moderation system for the promotion. So um, we've got 15 moderators that operate all around the world. And uh, they see the jobs coming in, uh, whether they come through PayPal or whether they come through Bitcoin. We've got a moderation system and uh, they get paid 25 cents for each moderation but they've been given very clear directives as to what we're looking for in terms of tweets that go through. Um, in terms of the people doing the tweeting, you you have to be valuable to the businesses that use our service. If you're not a valuable person, i.e. if you do loads of giveaways and your account looks really tacky, um, or, or if your account looks fake or stuff like that, we, we won't let you in to do the promoting. So you, you have to be like a real person. You have to socialise. You have to be kind of nice that helps, you know, and um, you have to be online talking and uh, actually add value to a business. And so who, that sounds like quite a complicated judgment to make. Uh, do, do you have sort of more specialist people making those kind of decisions about who who can promote and who can't? Well, I check every single account and uh, because I'm very passionate about the businesses that use our service doing well. So I personally want to make sure that they have the best people sharing uh, their accounts and uh, this is what I said at the start of the business to my partners is that I'll be checking every single one. And so far, we've checked about 2,400 and we've let through 640. Wow. And so, well, so for somebody who's watching this and is kind of interested in BSV and does a bit of tweeting and so on, what are the broad kind of guidelines that you could explain that would uh, tell them whether they should apply or not? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people out there, Charles, who um, you'll see online that we get a lot of moaning and stuff. Um, I've tried to apply for genuine retweets. I've not been let in and stuff. If you check those accounts, you'll simply see that um, these people are not useful to businesses at all. They spend most of their days sort of groveling for money and they haven't particularly got a really good name or they're not really useful online or they don't talk. They just um, retweet stuff and they don't do anything. We want people who want to talk about business stuff who actually want to talk about it and have friends that they talk to on a regular basis. Otherwise, you simply, you know, you shouldn't be really be promoting. Like a lot of people out there just think it's a charity that we run. 
um, let me through the door so I can do this retweeting and liking because I want to get paid. It's not like that. If you want unuseful to a business, you shouldn't be paid for promoting in, in our opinion. So you have to roughly a hundred followers at least would do, um, you know, I'll go online and check if you're real, if you talk to people, if you're useful, if you're nice and, um, you know, just have a look at your social behavior online, see if you're valuable to the clients because clients can check Charles, they can click on the, the like and retweet and they can check who's doing stuff. Oh, is that right? So, because, okay. Yeah, so let, let yeah. me just, uh, I'll explain my, I, I, um, have done some been participated in the the program kind of early on but then I had another go yesterday because I hadn't done it for a while and I must say it worked incredibly well um the first thing I did was I put up a tweet saying uh, does anybody have any thoughts about genuine retweets and I paid um five dollars to have that promoted in other words to get five comments well I got like 14 comments or something straight away and actually, so I think you've answered one of my questions because I wasn't sure how I could, whether I could tell which of the ones were the paid ones and which were just ordinary comments. But there is a way of doing that, is there? Yeah, um, we've, we've got a commenters team that we manage in a separate group where they have to meet the standards that we're looking for in terms of their comments. The commenters have a very specific job. Their job is to incite conversation online and to increase engagement. For the commenters that are unable to do that, they get sacked immediately. And that's happened about three or four times now. So the commenters actually get extra money for, for their job, you see. So they get paid quite well. But um, if I look if I look down the list of comments on that tweet, can I tell which ones are, uh, are the paid ones and which are the ordinary ones? Or is it just a question of looking down your list of paid commenters? We, we can tell on our back end. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and we can also tell because we know the people that are doing the comments. But... The whole idea is it should be difficult to tell for someone who's paid for yes. it. They should just mingle into the natural comments because what we're trying to go for there, Charles, is um, when people come to look at that conversation in, say, three or four weeks down the line, they can look at those comments and see an interesting conversation and good engagement in terms of the context of the tweet. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, it seemed to work brilliantly, but then I didn't know how how yeah, how well yeah. it would have worked if I hadn't had those ones thrown in as well. But anyway, so no complaints there. And then on the other side, I saw that there was an opportunity to retweet and get paid for something that I didn't even really study it very much. But I uh, actually, I think I just liked it. And, and I got about two minutes later, my hand cash uh, app pinged and I'd got paid four pence, which is about six cents six us cents or something so that was pretty amazing i must say um thank you and well okay so now just a couple of things on the comments that people gave about about their experience there were some pretty good ones i must say there's a guy here who says i bought at least two dinners a week with my earnings it simply doesn't get better than that <laughs> i mean that's that's quite a lot that must be what 20 30 dollars or something um per week that seems like a lot our promoters are in various jurisdictions all over the world and their economic circumstances vary diversely. So we receive letters from people that we've apparently changed their lives with the earnings that they're getting through genuine retweets. So you're probably referring to someone who comes from a poor economic jurisdiction. Right. Who, their dinner will be quite cheap. Well, you know, we've doubled some people's wages. That's amazing. So it's, we receive letters, Charles. It's humbling um, because I'm in England. I'm in Tunbridge Wells. Um, you know, fish and chips around here is 20 quid. Yeah. So 
Um, some of these people are from different jurisdictions all over the world. Uh, Venezuela, for example, that we we know is struggling. Um, Greece, Spain, France, Africa uh, are promoters are all over the world. So some of them are very, very grateful of the earnings. And even the ones that are, we can say that are from the first world, even they're earning, you know, $100 extra a month or something like that. Hmm. That's amazing. You know? but, but So these people who live in, in the developing world, they... Yeah have got to be plugged into the whole BSV system and they've got to be have a kind of authority within that subject area in order to be able to do this. Yeah, they're really useful. The people that are passionate about BSV, we don't really mind where in the world they live because we're not biased. Obviously, Bitcoin's an unbiased system, isn't it? So we just need them to turn up and, and their presence is valued highly. Um, and that's what we're trying to teach people is that, you know, be, being a person online, we value that highly. And so should every single business in this day and age, because without those people online, Charles, as we both know, there is no business. So we're trying to re-educate people now to show them your presence is valuable online. And we foresee in the future, um, there'll be a lot more type of business operations which compensate people because of their presence online. I mean, that is so terrific because there's been so much talk about banking the unbanked and sort of it's going to, you know, level the playing field and all that. But it's pretty hard to find examples of that but yeah, this just really is an example isn't it we think so charles um we think so you know the other side of it is as well is that you know when you look at the price of the jobs you've said before that you've spent five dollars well imagine if you were starting a new business and you, you you were looking at something to give you a bit of a push um something that would help you get your business out there on something like twitter well at the moment you've got promoted tweets it's very, very expensive. Unless you're a McDonald's and you can afford to spend longevity uh, in, in the longevity, you, you're in trouble. But, you know, with our system, you can be a one-man band and you, you can get attention, good attention from the right people for, for less than, you know, $10 as well. Well, actually, I looked at the Twitter promotion because I was offered that at the same time. And you're absolutely right. The minimum payment would be £10 for one day. And that is only estimated to reach... 280 to nine to 690 people a day. Strangely, strangely yeah. accurate, but uh, wide range of people. Uh, but the problem is that it's only in the UK. That would only be UK Twitter users. So in many ways, that is just not as useful to me at all. We don't know who these people are, Charles, and um, it's futile. You know, 640 who? Is it 640 yeah. clowns? Is it 640 OAPs? Yeah. Is it... A bunch of school kids, uh, you know. It, it just know. means that the tweet gets put on somebody's time um, timeline, yeah. doesn't it? That's it. It's not good enough. It's not good enough for a small business. Uh, that's why we've had to take action because we need services where small businesses can can, can run on places like Twitter. We, we actually need them. What I think is interesting about this is that is the sort of editorial side of it, because in a way, it's a little bit like um, Instagram influencers in that. They are people who make money sometimes by endorsing things. But if they do it too much and their followers think that that is why they're uh, on Instagram at all, then their value goes down. And I guess you've got, or you're, in fact, the people who use your service have to make that same kind of balance so that it's, it's no good just being there so the people think you're just there for making money. The difference is there, Charles, is that uh, influencers look tacky and uh, they charge a lot more money than what we do. So 
when you see these influencers online, why why are they suddenly talking about a cardigan? You know, is it perhaps because the cardigan company said to them, well, here's $300. On our system, it's very discreet and you keep your integrity as a business because nobody knows that you've used the service. There's, it's impossible. Right. So but if I, t- if, I, if I suddenly started promoting every thing that was available in genuine retweets people might say oh what's he on about you know he doesn't normally talk about all that stuff and does he really know what he's talking about and if i did it too much i think it would be a problem yeah you've got to use it sparingly you see it's not it's not to be used on every single tweet i mean i don't i don't use it on all my tweets no um i i, I use it uh probably on 25 percent of them or something like that so it's a business tool to be used sporadically and intelligently as well. And what's more important than the actual tweets, Charles, is the uh, the 141 characters that you write yourself. You know, that's that's the most important thing, really. So if I was going to use it every single time, it would be the 140 characters that I'd be concentrating on. Hmm. And how scalable do you think this business is? Because you've you, you've explained how you actually need moderators to to look through things. If you wanted to turn this into a really big business, how easy or difficult would that be? Yeah, this will be a very easy process for us because, uh, first of all, we've updated our infrastructure now to cope with 10,000 promoters at a time. Before this, um, we were very worried about the Twitter API and how many calls that we make on that API because it's a very intricate process as to the back end calling on the API. It's not uh, as straightforward as what people think. Um, Our development team have now put us in a situation where we can have 10,000 users use our service comfortably. And, uh, well, hang also- on. Let's just let's just go into that because we haven't explained about that. Because so so that is because when a somebody who's going to get paid does retweet or, or like or something, you need to know that that's happened in order to pay them, right? And that means seeing what's on Twitter. Yeah, there's an API call that's made. Yeah, from our robots in the background on our back end system. Yes, and it does that every two minutes of every day. Wow. So that's quite a co- but that. That pretty much when you've got it set up, looked up looks after itself, I suppose. Um, yeah, we've woken up this morning to quite a few jobs, yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay, but so going back to the scaling question then. Yeah, yeah. This um, this business will scale very, very big um, over the next 12 months. And um, yeah, there will, there will be a, a offers put on the table within the next 12 months. Um, we're already starting to get offers now. In terms of the scaling, we have already started our first white label of this business. This business was never intended to be a Bitcoin SB business at all. It was a test of concepts. So we were testing a concept on Twitter. We thought that if we if we test it in Bitcoin, which is um, probably the most pessimistic area you, you could test this concept in, being there are no BSV users, we, 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 we thought if we can make it work in this space, it will work in anywhere. But except the one thing you have got going with the BSV people, as you as you say, there's not may not be very many of them, but they do they will be very happy to have BSV put into their hand cash wallet. Whereas other communities, how are you going to cope with that? Yeah, well, we've already started a white label, Charles. Yeah, this was already always supposed to be a white label SaaS business from day one. So, so how does the white label overcome the, the BSV problem? Uh, our first white label is in an area on Twitter, which is 10 times the size of BSV, which needs a lot of help as a community. This was always going to, going to be the idea of genuine retweets. Okay, we have already started that business in another area. And it is already working today with people that do not know anything about Bitcoin. Okay, and so this, are you? Is, is it a secret as to what it is? Yeah, we're keeping it a secret because we don't really want BSV people there because it's not for them, unfortunately. Sorry, guys, but it's not for you. But uh, okay, 
Well, but so for the people in this new area, funny enough, I was going to ask you, well, what about if you, you know, wanted to reach teachers or doctors or lawyers or something like that? Perhaps it would work. Yeah. But then my yeah. question would be, well, but would they have to have hand cash wallets in order to yeah, be paid? Yeah. So what we're finding is that um, so for the first uh, 50 or so people that we've had for our new white label in this local area, um, there's people that know nothing about Bitcoin who are stopping me and saying stuff like, where's the jobs? Because they've already been paid for the jobs. So they don't really know what they're receiving, but they know they're getting paid. So are they using hand cash wallets? Yes, they are. Yes. About 40, oh, okay. 40, yeah. 40 people we've got so far. And, um, you know, I walk past the barbershop. I keep walking past the barbershop because one of my friends who works in there is one of the, our new customers. And he, every time I walk past there now, he says, where are the jobs? And he doesn't care about Bitcoin. And that's the same for all of them. And that's what we intended this system for, was for non-Bitcoiners to use and be able to promote. Now, on the other side, Charles, um, the promoters can actually pay for jobs with PayPal. So the promoters don't need to know anything about Bitcoin. So in this new domain of ours and, and in our genuine retweets now, 50% of the jobs are paid with fiat. But despite the fact that 50% of the jobs are paid with fiat, our system will still take that fiat and automatically pay out in Bitcoin. But for the, the guy who's um, doing the retweeting and has his hand cash wallet, how yeah. is he going to turn that money out of his wallet into pounds? Well, this is why we've had to put a stop to our most recent version, the white label, even though it went off to a ferocious start, because up until Michael Hudson um, and Gravity last week, we were relying on that infrastructure and we'd spent a hell of a lot of time building that infrastructure into our business and educating people on how to use that infrastructure in a series of small videos, which we've had to pull the whole lot now because obviously Gravity aren't going to be about for another three or four months. So we've had to put a whole stop to that business and it was flying. But so those people, they did they did have to find out that they were being paid in Bitcoin SV and that they had to have a Gravity wallet to get it back into pounds and so on. They are not interested in the Bitcoin, which is going to break the heart of all the Bitcoiners listening to this, that real people right. don't want it and then that they're not interested in it at all and they can't do right. anything with it anyway. They want the pounds. And mm. we had a system with Michael Hudson where they can take those pounds for 2% pressing one button. And um, a lot of our fans were asking about that. You know, but did they have to do KYC and everything with gravity? Yeah, they would have had to do so. Yeah, they would have had right. to do so. Yeah. So it's not it's not seamless, even even however well you can organise it. It's not seamless, Charles. But once what we're finding is that once people earn the money, uh, money talks. You know, money money yeah. talks. <laughs> well, so uh, just give me a give me an idea of whether I was sort of vaguely on the right track when i was thinking well you know maybe maybe you could pay doctors to endorse drugs or lawyers to endorse something or interest groups of that nature is that the kind of thing you've got in mind yeah the way the way this has got to be approached uh, charles is that um we did this business specifically for crypto twitter we're, we're not a marketing company at all mm. uh, otherwise we'd be on all different platforms we'd be on instagram we'd be on youtube we'd be on many different platforms we are specifically the crypto Twitter. So the secondary we looked at is 10 times the size of crypto on Twitter, 10 times the size. Okay. And the people in that area, they really need our help. And the people that like that area, they really want to support it. So if it wasn't for gravity, um, having to sort of hold back for a couple of months, we um, would be very well known already right now. We're in talks with a Canadian group at the moment who wants to do another version for, for an area that they're looking at right which isn't doctors and all that sort of stuff but it's a very big domain on twitter 
and um, we're also in talks with um, an ex for uh, an ex uh, Radio One promoter uh, who's friends with Rihanna. Um, you keep <laughs> saying um, about a music version uh, which wow. we wanted quite some time ago. And uh, we're also in talks with uh, another group about a golfing version for the golf community. Yeah. Um, we're also in talks with, uh, or we've started talks with Aston Villa Football Club to have a version just for their fans as well, because football is pretty big on Twitter, but it's really big for, um, it's it's quite difficult for the clubs outside the top six to actually get noticed on Twitter. So we're trying to talk to Aston Villa at the moment. Um, you know, so there's, there's many different things you could use. I was looking at some of your career last night, Charles. I mean, someone like yourself, a, a documentary uh, version, you know, for people who like documentaries, if there was a market for that on Twitter, it would be a goer. I think where people are getting confused is that some a lot of people just think, well, we've got this service, we've set it up on Bitcoin and it's going to work everywhere and that's how you do it. Got to look at the culture of the platform you're using and ask yourself, is there profit and demand first? Because that's what we did. If crypto was all on Instagram, you wouldn't see genuine retweets. You would see genuine Instagram posts. So if we were going for football as a sport, we would probably do it on Instagram because that's where footballers socialise and that's where they do the haircuts and all that sort of stuff. But they don't do haircuts on Twitter because the culture is totally different. So right, but there's no reason there's no reason why the technology wouldn't work on Instagram or something. There is that. Yeah, there is. I mean, um, you've got to look at the numbers on Instagram, Charles. They're totally different to the numbers on Twitter, and so is the API. The the API calls that you're allowed to make on the API for Instagram, not the same as the one for Twitter or Clubhouse or any of these other websites that we've looked into. Right. So it's it's being able to monitor what is going on on the platform that is the limiting factor that makes Twitter good. Well, yeah, I mean, you can do stuff on other websites, but... um, you know, the Twitter API allows quite a lot, but we're almost in a situation now where we don't need their API anyway. Because uh, 12 months ago, when we started that the business, we knew this would be a threat at some point, or it could be a threat. So, um, you know, since that point onwards, we've been looking to put ourselves in a position where the API is irrelevant anyway, and we've almost hit that point now. But so, how can you how can you not need their API? Because the uh, developers are very talented and very skillful. Oh, they sort of work around it. <laughs> Yeah, we're very, we've, um, they hate it when I talk about them because they're so humble, but we've got a very talented development team right. and we're always working around problems. But just going back to the, the way of expanding this, I mean, am I right in thinking that it depends on the micropayment ability of BSV? It would be nothing, with, you, if you hadn't got micropayments using BSV, then you you, it's not going to work, right? We can't do it. We can't do it. Without without Bitcoin SV, this business doesn't happen because we use the plumbing um, to, to facilitate people getting paid all over the world because there's no other way we can do that. Right. Well, I said, I said in the intro that Genuine Retweets was making money right from the word go. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. We broke even in uh, two weeks. Yeah. And um, we've made profit every single week and we pay a full-time developer now. Um, we, we, we pay him European wages, but he's, uh, he's elsewhere. So we, we were able to pay a full-time employee with, um, with the business. It's very profitable. It's doing really well. Um, it's successful. It's allowed me to stop my dancing career now because it's doing that well. So um, oh, that's changed- a shame. Well, not for me, it's not. But I mean, I've changed careers now, Charles. But um, I mean, I'm dancing a lot more than what I was before. Yeah, a lot more. (laughs) But just for fun. Just for fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but it's doing that well where we can, um, you know, it's allowed that 
so it's a profitable Bitcoin SV business. And we've put that opportunity for on a plate for other people as well, because we've got white label capabilities now. So, um, you know, on the white labels, um, we expect people to be very fruitful and profitable and successful and happy with the white labels. And then will, will that work like a sort of franchise or something? That's it, Charles. Yeah, it's, it's almost like a franchise, except so you have your own domain name. Um, and then, uh, you know, you, you change a load of um, text on our website to, to how you would prefer it. Then we've got a, a 67 page contract that you would sign. And then, you know, from that point onwards, you're in control of your, your own business. And um, we, we retain 15% of the turnover as our business. But the franchisee would have to arrange their own moderation system and that kind of thing then? Well, the moderation system is automated. All of our systems are automated. Yeah. But, so they but, in simply... terms of, but in terms of what we, you were talking about, about making sure that the right kind of people are taking part and so on, that's not automated. Yeah. Yeah, you just find the right 15 or 20 people that want to do the moderation. And also with the moderation, right. Charles, once once we've let a business through three or four times on the back-end system, we can input their hand cash or their PayPal, and you won't need to do moderation anymore. You, you mentioned your previous life, um, dancing and teaching dancing and so on. We probably haven't got too much time, but just how did you get from there to here, and, and particularly genuine retweets? Yeah, you know, Charles, I was under so much pressure in my life with dancing because um, even though it was a fun job and stuff, I was really worried about my future. And I didn't realise how sort of stressed out I was because um, I was doing it for 16 years, but I didn't get nothing out of it at all. Because when you do that sort of job, you're just doing it to help the parents of the children, really. That was my whole focus for 16 years was how hard can I work for the mums and dads of these children, right? And then 16 years went like that. And then uh, when the coronavirus came, I spoke to my mum and I said, mum, I said, I don't think I'll ever have a chance to sort my career out um, ever again. And this was one month into the coronavirus in 2020. I said, if I try to, if I ignore all my training for the next uh, few months and I focus on Bitcoin, um, will you support me if it all goes wrong? And my mum said, yes, she would. And then uh, we we just um, started the business and it's, um, yeah, it's just doing really well now and I'm very happy. But how did you get yourself into a position where you were sort of sufficiently um, sort of deep into Bitcoin SV and stuff that you could work out this and invent this business model? Um, it was to do with TDXP, really. Um, they put um, a lot of pressure on us at the start of the business. And there was only a couple of employees at the start. And um, I was given certain numbers and pretty much told, like, we need to hit right. these numbers. Right, we, we should we we haven't explained that you're also the marketing manager for TDXP, yeah. um, which is uh, an innovative BSV based um, trading platform. So TDXP made you think about promotion on Twitter and so on. Yeah, I owe a lot to uh, Armin, who's taught me so much about um, business and engagement and uh, marketing. He's a very intelligent person and has got an unbelievable understanding of social media marketing. So, um, you know, we, we we tried to increase our numbers. We tried giveaways. We just got followed by loads of robots. It made us look really tacky. And, um, you know, we took all of that onto Telegram to try and avoid these robots. Well, they found us again on Telegram. And eventually I spoke to Ben and I said to Ben, I need to re I really need to hit these numbers. I need this to be the situation. I want to compensate TDXP followers for helping us because we're always nagging them. But I can't do it without these robots keep finding us all the time. 
And then that's when Ben started explaining about the, um, I've said his name now. Sorry, Ben, I've said your name now. That's when Ben but started. That's your developer. Yeah, that's 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 you know that's when Ben explained about the um, the API and how we could actually get around the problem by having a private Twitter account. You know, use the API, and then the first thing I said was, "Well, couldn't other businesses in this space use this service if we were to do this?" And then he went, "I suppose so." Yeah, you know, right. so that's how businesses started from there because we just felt we had no options. And honestly, Charles, I'm the sort of person where if I've got no options and there's no nothing, I will I will do it myself. You know, I, w- I will just do it. So that's how the business was born. It was born out of pressure from Armin, hmm. really. Well, that's a classic startup story because there was a problem uh, yeah. that that you that you had yourself that the business is going to fix for everyone who uses the business. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's great. So, there's, um, what I wanted to talk about just quickly, um, Charles, my, my business partner, who said, make sure you talk about the white labels, Nick. Okay, you know, great. Yeah, let's talk about that. What it is, Charles, we're trying to find uh, people in BSB that, that uh, have a work rate, uh, that want to work, that have got the confidence to believe that they can be successful like we are. We hear a lot of talking. Um, you know, there's a lot of fancy words. There's a lot of uh, fancy language and there's a lot of intelligent people. Where's the profitable businesses? We've got one and it works today. You know, we've put it on a plate for people with white labels, right? We've, we've put it on a plate. So we want to find all these people that want BSV to work and we want to find whatever domain they're, they're into and we want to go ahead with them in a white label because if they want to contribute towards Bitcoin, we have a very serious opportunity to change your life right now with the white labels because it's a very profitable business and it works so, very well. You know. So what what exactly um, are you looking for? What, what, what A person with what kind of an idea are you looking for? You don't need any ideas. Um, there's no idea needed. There's no coding needed. Do you have a passion for anything outside of Bitcoin? That is what we're trying to find out. For example, everybody knows I love dancing. Hmm. I love football. I love boxing and I love films. I'm a normal guy. Right? I love music. Those are things I like. Those are areas that I want to contribute towards. Bitcoin is low down on the list. I'm not one of these kind of geeky guys that is going to read about Merkel trees tonight. <laughs> when, the, when international football is on yeah i'll be right. watching the football right so um we're looking for people who have got a passion of, of anything that can can have the foresight to understand that bitcoin can be done outside of bitcoin right that have the foresight to understand that they could also pay out thirty-five thousand dollars in micropayments over the last nine months in a domain that they want to support they need to understand if they want to be a legend in a, in, a, in a field of their own, they have that opportunity now because there is no marketing service in the world that can compete with genuine retweets on Twitter. There is nothing. It's, there's nothing. So, you know, we're trying to find uh, BSV people that want this uh, number to go up. Um, come and help the number go up. If, you know, if we had 10 versions of genuine retweets, the number will go up. The right. Number so will, so if, I, if I'm somebody watching this and I'm interested in film for instance and i know a lot of uh, i've got a lot of film related uh uh twitter uh, content i would come to you and i'd say i'm interested in starting a film version of genuine retweets yes yes and then would i be buying the franchise license from you in order to set that up or what you can do yeah there's there's options so fifty thousand dollars is the price that we put on a franchise at the moment 
right? That's to see if people are serious, to see who's, who's who's really about it. That's sort of negotiable because there's percentages on the other side as well. Okay, but the the ballpark figure is, is what we've said is is fifty thousand dollars for a franchise. It's on a plate, Charles. There's no coding required. You you never need any code uh, to to run this franchise at all. Um, it's all on a plate for you. The, the, the but then market. you'd also be promising me, I guess, that you wouldn't be selling another film-related yes, one to somebody exactly. else. You'd have to have yeah, sort yeah. of like borders around the subjects. Honestly, Charles, you're brilliant. You are. You ask. You know. You, you make the right comments exactly. Um, how we've, we've put it, yes, you get exclusivity in your given domain. So, I mean, the other way to do it is that we're, we're quite happy to have managers manage these white labels as well, and that we we maintain the ownership of them. We, um, with the Formula One version, we imagine that that's going to be the case, that we'll, we'll still be the owners of it and we'll have a manager managing it. The profit margins are phenomenal, uh, Charles. So if you if you do a job um, like, uh, you know, you ordered, ordered a job that was $5, we would class that as a unit or a job. Right. On the profit on that job compared to, uh, let's say, um, other business models in the space, there's no comparison, really. Yeah, because so, it doesn't really cost you anything, does it? There's no comparison, uh, Charles. I mean, um, if you look at on, on Twitter now and you, and you see where do people earn the most Bitcoin SV, it's with my business, Genuine Retweets, by far, right? Because we have paid out about thirty to $35,000 now in microtransactions. I don't think there's any other platforms that can boast of anything anywhere near that type of... Uh, uh, business and um yeah that's why we're getting these lovely letters from people all over the world um because with our business it's not five or six people getting rich we all get rich together the businesses get rich because they've got the right people supporting we all get rich because we're doing a good job promoting and it's a very much uh you know what dr wright's described in can happen in bitcoin if it's used correctly as plumbing fantastic uh if some very very rich person comes along and uh says can I write you a check to buy genuine retweets? What would you say to that? Depends on the check, really, Charles. Um, I mean, the business is doing so well, there's no pressure to sell. I mean, we're actually selling genuine retweets at the moment, if anyone wants to buy it. Um, the reason why we'd want to sell that, Charles, is because we're not particularly passionate about BSV. Um, as oh, you mean you're, send it, you're selling the, the existing version, but... Yeah, we would sell we would sell genuine retweets as a white label to somebody who really cared about BSV, yes, hmm. because... I'll be watching international football tonight and I can't wait. You know? <laughs> um, well, that's fantastic. Um, yeah. Thank you so much, Nikki. It's been really, really interesting. And it's, you know, it's just wonderful to be talking about a, a BSV business that is making money and, um, you know, it's simple and it, it, you know, does exactly what BSV has always been supposed to be doing, including uh, making money for people living all around the world in, in in places where their dinner is is going to be uh, much cheaper than ours in England. <laughs> exactly, Charles. Um, Bitcoin is uh, is even though I was, when I say comments like uh, I'm not that much into Bitcoin, as an entrepreneur, I am very besotted with Bitcoin. If anybody can find me a better tool to do entrepreneurship on the internet than Bitcoin. I need to see it because as far as I'm concerned, there is no better tool to do business with on the internet than Bitcoin. And all the entrepreneurs, they're going to kick themselves in two, three years time. They're going to say, how did this guy see it so early? How did he see it so early? There is no better. The, the great British pound has let me down, Charles, as an entrepreneur. It is stifling me as an entrepreneur. It's stifling my creativity. It's not allowing me to work on the WWWs, which last time I checked meant World Wide Web. So the pound doesn't allow me to do business on the world wide web. It's farcical. 
thank you, Bitcoin. You know, thank you, Bitcoin, for allowing me to do commerce with people all over the world because we're all really enjoying it. We love it. They're, they're so delighted, as you put it, with their earnings. We're all really happy. There's businesses flourishing and long may it continue, Charles. And it's Bitcoin is at the forefront of that. Fantastic. Brilliant. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Nikki, and really good luck with it. You don't need luck. It's, it's all working, but thanks for your time today. It's so kind of you, Charles. We really appreciate it a lot. Thank you ever so much. Well, thanks very much to Nick Numas. And if you want to find out more about TDXP, there's an earlier edition of this show in which Nick appeared with Armin Azatian, its CEO, who we mentioned there. Next week, we're looking at the future of entertainment with Tony Mugavero, the CEO of RAD, which is bringing NFTs to the streaming video market with help from Bitcoin SV. So please join me for that. But until then, thanks for listening and goodbye.